Hi, and welcome back to Ivy Matters. I was recently at Rockford High School to help them record a podcast for their local community about becoming an IB school, and I had a chance to meet their new principal, Paul Menard. As you know, administrator changes are inevitable in any school, and IB candidate schools are no exception. When Rockford High School found themselves in need of a new principal mid-authorization, they were lucky to land one with prior experience with the IB authorization process. Paul Menard has previously guided another Minnesota school to authorization and is now helping Rockford with this process. As we recorded this interview for a local audience, I realized his comments could be used by a wider audience, ours, looking for a concise explanation of the IB educational philosophy and a principal's perspective on leading a school using the IB programs. He makes a compelling case for using IB as the core framework for everything happening in the school. The interviewer is the Rockford IB coordinator, Dr. Matthew Scheidler, who regular listeners will recognize from several other podcasts in this series. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hello, we're here to talk IB Matters, and we are very excited to welcome Paul Menard as our principal here at Rockford High School. And Paul, we understand you've had some experience uh, bringing on international baccalaureate programming. Can you tell us a little bit about your past, both uh, in education and specifically with IB? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I spent uh, the beginning portion of my career teaching English and theater to public and private high school students throughout the state of Minnesota. Eventually entered into administrative careers, and at the time I was an assistant principal for a school in central Minnesota, uh, we went through the entire authorization process and began running a diploma program. Um, and that was a very valuable experience and certainly has proven valuable in my brief time here at Rockford High School. Well, and Paul, I've seen it. I, I, we really appreciate your presence and your gravitas because you, you have been through this process and you have, you know, the alphabet soup of the different programs. Sure. You can yeah. kind of get lost in all the acronyms and all the vocabulary, um, as you kind of take the lay of the land, is this week five yeah. for you? Um, if you had any advice for, let's just start with our, our students and families, any advice as, as they're in this process, especially for our ninth graders who um, this is their first experience with IB, what advice would, would you give to folks as we begin this process? You know, that's a great question. I think first and foremost, it's being patient with yourself, with uh, folks who are going through the authorization process and imagining what that looks like alongside Rockford High School curriculum um, and having the ability to enter into conversations multiple times for multiple purposes. So, you know, so often in the American education system, we tend to cover a concept, prove we understand it, move on. And mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. a all-encompassing program like the International Baccalaureate with several different facets, and like you said, an alphabet soup, almost a language unto itself, sure. uh, and a very different type of assessment system, it takes multiple conversations to wrap your head around it. And so having that patience 
for yourself and for other people involved uh, really allows people to move together throughout the process. And I mean, I've heard you say, we're going to continue the conversation. Mm -hmm. And that speaks right to what you just said, that it, this is not really a, a sit and get for 30 minutes uh, to get an overview. Um, can you talk to us a little bit? There's, there are three programs that we're implementing that we're working on. Um, can you give us a, just a quick overview about that alphabet suit, the MYP, the DP, and the CP? Sure. The MYP stands for Middle Years Program. And right there, you have to understand exactly what IB's interpretation of that is. And that is that in your middle years of schooling, it's actually a five-year process. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you think many folks in the Midwest consider middle school sixth through eighth grade. So why on earth would a middle years program run your ninth and 10th grade? Well, that's years four and five of the middle years program. And then you can transition into the DP, the diploma program or the CP, the career-related pathway. And so what happens is in 11th and 12th grade, that's when those two programs run, you can make a choice to enter fully into either of those programs by completing a certain amount of coursework and a certain amount of uh, core requirements. And with the diploma program, it culminates in actually a second diploma in addition to Rockford High School, you get your IB diploma. And then in the career-related pathway, it's a, it's a separate distinction from your Rockford High School diploma, stating that you're ready for the workforce, you're ready for a two-year technical school, or you're ready for a four-year institution to study within a certain field. Well, and that's, I've heard you say this in previous meetings and in presentations, there's a lot of different options. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of focus, uh, especially in questions that I'm receiving from students and parents, it's really centered around that full diploma. Um, can you talk to us a little bit? I've, I've, I know you've had some of these conversations uh, here and, and maybe at your other school that help people really understand the, the value and the array of choices within DP and CP. Yeah, I think one of the things IB does really well is graphic arts for its own program. And so there is this beautiful sort of pinwheel image of the diploma. And that's really all that schools that are going through the process um, of becoming an IB World School have to show their parents right away and their students right away and their teachers right away. So you really kind of your first foray into, and I'll say the diploma program because I'm most familiar with it, but really any of the programs is that sort of all-encompassing view of this is the whole program. And then you really have to step back from that and realize there are other options, there are other pathways, and you can enter into the IB pool as deep or as shallow as you want. And so one of the things that I like to communicate to students and families and teachers is you can, the way that Rockford High School is looking at uh, instituting the program, you can just continue along the way and you will be exposed to international baccalaureate coursework and the level of rigor that is involved and recognized not only as IB worthy, but also what we expect our students to learn in the community of Rockford and what that Rockford High School diploma represents. Um, and it happens to be aligned with the MYP expectations and the DP curriculum somewhat. You could also say, I am a math and science person, mm -hmm. and so I want to challenge myself in just those fields. And you can go full bore ahead with just those two IB 
diploma courses, and you can receive individual certificates, sort of like an advanced placement program where it's a one-for-one course uh, system of assessments, and then depending on your performance, it could result in college credit. Or, of course, you could go and complete the entire program, the extended essay, the CAS component, the theory of knowledge course, and receive the diploma. Or you could uh, complete that career-related program and the core components of that as well. Well, thank you for that overview, Paul. We really appreciate it. And one thing we talked about with Maris Ehlers uh, a while ago is Rockford will have the rigorous course transition plan for at least the last two years of this grant. That's what the board um, approved. And what that means is that we're going to, at every opportunity, look to see if we can co-seat IB in CIS or IB in advanced placement. And we really want to bring the best of both worlds to our students. Um, and we we want to set up our students for success. And, and I know I've received a few questions from folks about the, the rigor of uh, the assessments in that DP world. Can you speak a little bit about how you help prepare your students? Because I'm, I'm guessing in the school that you worked at in, in central Minnesota, you didn't have any IB before. It, right. It's like you just placed this, you, you started it from scratch and students, you know, with by year two or, or even year one, if it was a one year SL, they're taking those assessments. Um, how did they do? And, and what's your advice for us as, as we enter, you know, keep preparing for authorization and, and setting up our students for success? Certainly. Well, I think, you know, having that translation of um, what does this look like when I'm done with it uh, is a central focus for a lot of families and for a variety of different reasons. You know, students and families want to know, how does this compare to other programs? They want to know, does this benefit me financially or in terms of my future options for uh, the institutions of higher learning or the career path that I'm headed towards? And those are all valid questions. I would say that um, probably the biggest thing to understand about the International Baccalaureate program is that the coursework is rigorous. And yes, the assessments are rigorous. But I believe that the assessments are forward-thinking, they demonstrate student mastery of concepts, and students have multiple ways mm -hmm. to prove their mastery of those concepts as opposed to some of the more traditional types of assessments in other advanced programs that shall not be named, where it's a one-and-done high-stakes assessment. One day in May. And everything we know about education today mm -hmm. suggests that that is not the future. And so what I am a huge proponent of in the IB program is over the course of a standard level or higher level course, students have several different opportunities to prove mastery. And yes, there are some high stakes assessments at the end, but it honors the professionalism of the teacher who has been professionally trained to grade some, some items internally and submit them to IB. It honors the student's individuality in having different types of presentation and different types of oral arguments and some traditional essays to be submitted externally for grading. And it takes all of those assessments into account and ends up with one final grade for that subject. Now that tells me it's a more holistic view of a student's performance than that day in May. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate how you explain that and and just the variety of assessments. So um, that's one thing that has uh, surprised some of the students that I've talked to and some of the parents that I've talked to, that it's not necessarily a multiple choice test, um, that there is that opportunity to write in short answers and extended answers. And I've been told by some of the IB uh, folks who, who have more experience in this program than I do even if a student has the incorrect answer, if they explain it really well, they're going to get some credit for their construction of their answer and explanation of, of their thought, thought process. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it really um, sheds light on the importance of how the student comes to know and understand something, even if it's a misconception. Uh, there was a phrase that IB used back in the day that I don't know if it's still around, but we really enjoyed it at my previous school. And it was something like um, the, the students will understand um, somebody else's perspective, even if it's incorrect or, or something that they don't choose to understand. I'm butchering the phrase, but really um, it's that acknowledgement that we all come to understand different truths. And isn't that a beautiful thing? Yes. Not yes. I'm right or I'm wrong, or worse, you're right or you're wrong. Well, I wanted to ask you, uh, Paul, the last question I wanted to ask you is we've had a couple of chances to uh, receive some feedback. on. We had our curriculum kickoff or our curriculum fair last Thursday night and a great turnout of families and, and students. And uh, then yesterday, uh, between you and I, we addressed all of our ninth graders in their social studies class and in their individuals and in societies class, ninth grade U.S. history. Um, what were some of the questions or some of the the common questions that you receive from folks? Yeah, some of the some of the biggest questions were, can I do it all? What does it look like? Um, and uh, can I still be active in sports and, you know, civic duties and clubs and working a part time job and those types of things. And uh, so so really, the questions were about workload. They were about balance. They were about what will this look like in real life? when it's up and running. And uh, those are the exact questions I would expect at this phase of implementation, because um, students are becoming familiar with the content. Students are becoming familiar with some of the different assessment styles. They're starting to see images of two and four year plans and what that looks like. Uh, What I would say to all of those questions Uh, regarding what does this look like when it's up and running in real life is that it really depends on the individual in a number of ways. What are their future goals? What is their bandwidth for um, pushing themselves and for um, organization and time management and things like that? And what resources can we offer students to, um, to help them along the way if they are intent on discovering whether or not they can pursue a full diploma program or a full career-related pathway so that we can make it a reality for as many students that want to put the work in as possible. Um, There are going to be limitations. There are going to be, you know, courses that students may or may not be able to take based upon other things that they want to pursue. And that's okay. And I think that, uh, you know, going back to a previous conversation here, there are many different pathways and many different touch points uh, for a student who's involved in an IB world school. And they're all great. 
because um, that student is going to have opportunities to visit the workplace or visit an institution of higher education and speak to their story and validate all of their choices. And so all of those students and all those families that are kind of wondering, what does this look like and can I do it? We encourage that conversation to continue. And we encourage students and families to continue talking about why am I doing this and what are my future goals and how do I get there? Well, and that's, I would say I heard very similar questions and exactly what will this look like? And uh, you described it very, very eloquently. And um, we are going to create as many pathways as possible. And even within that, there are limitations. You know, we have 31 teachers, either full or part-time right now. We would like to offer every single course. And I've heard some interest for a variety of courses. And I really have to recognize the students. They have been doing their own research. They've been coming in for lunch bunches. They've been uh, engaging their teachers in conversations. And really, they realize it's their education. It's their one shot at a high school experience. And I really do appreciate uh, their engagement. Mm -hmm. And I think you hit it right on. This is their one shot. They're engaged. They're, They're invested in their path for learning. And how great is that that we can say that about our students? And I think that... You know, just helping them realize there's not a bad choice here Um, and that choices can be stressful and we will help them through that because that is our job as a high school to help them realize where do they want to be and how can we get there. When I want to put a plug in for one of our previous IB Matters podcasts, and it was an interview with a graduate from a Minneapolis Metro High School, someone that had participated in multiple sports. I believe she was a three-year captain for a soccer team. She had pursued the DP certificate um, at a school larger than us. And I would recommend that to every student or parent that has those questions of, can I balance it all? Mm -hmm. And we know that balance is one of the attributes of the IB Learner Profile. And we really appreciate, I mean, as far as these rigorous options go, whether it's college in the schools, AP, IB, or PSEO, IB is the only one that honors that activity, right? As part of the CAS project. Mm -hmm. I know I'm speaking to a former CAS coordinator here. Yeah. One of my favorite responses to, can I still be in sports if I do the whole diploma? And my answer is, yes, you have to be (laughs) for the Uh, action component of creativity action service. Well, Paul, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Uh, Thank you so much for what you're bringing to the table, and uh, we appreciate you talking to you in the future. Absolutely. Thrilled to be here at Rockford High School, and thanks for having me on the podcast. You can learn much more about becoming an IB World School and other aspects of the IB pre-K to 12th grade continuum of education using links in our podcast notes, as well as on the IB website at ibo.org. Now that we have a large number of Ivy Matters episodes covering a range of topics, we've created a webpage for the podcast which is organized by program and by topic. So you can find episodes featuring Ivy-related topics without scrolling through our whole list, which is now over 40 episodes. The link to the website is in our podcast notes. Also, we want to call your attention to the new official IB podcast called Hashtag IB Voices. You may find it under IB Voices and under the various programs such as PYP Voices and MYP Voices. Each is interesting and has practical information to share from experts across the IB continuum. Please find all our episodes wherever you get your podcasts and click subscribe so you don't miss any future programs. Follow us on Twitter at MattersIB. 
Also help us spread the word about IB by liking and sharing the IB Matters links in your own feeds and social networks. In under a year, we've already been heard in over 90 countries, a testament to the global reach of the IB.